The Bazaar is an explicit radio program, listener discretion is advised. Hello everybody and welcome back to The Bazaar, bringing you the very best in chat and there is something in stock for everyone. I am Richard Martin and with me Robert Christopher. Robert, how have you been this week? I've been doing pretty good, but there's not that much in stock this week. The stock is low. The Dow is down. NASDAQ is down. No, I'm only kidding. Yeah, uh, I was, I'm pretty good. I watched the Super Bowl. I know it's not a big event where you are or where you were originated from. But you did say you watched the Super Bowl for a while while you were in college. But this Super Bowl, they made a cons- uh, the New Orleans Saints in the playoff game. There was a big much to do about this call that was not called. And um, they made a concerted effort not to watch, which was good on their part, because if you just rearrange the letters to super blow, that's what it was. It was a very this was like possibly the most boring Super Bowl I've seen in a long, long time. And the ratings showed it. And, you know, when the game is dull, when the hosts and us being podcast hosts, we know the feeling. When the when the lead announcer is talking about the cheap, or no, not cheap. Let, let's say right, the inexpensive, or the fan friendly pricing of a hot dog and a soda, that goes to show you what you know how good the game was when they just literally ran out of ideas because they did nothing. The team literally punted I think eight or nine times in a row during one stretch of the game. So, yeah, it was uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl, Super Blows, Super Sucked. It was boring. And uh, unless you were Patriots fans, you know, congratulations. Nothing against your team. But I think America's sick of seeing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. There was no buzz. There was no excitement for this game. Uh, I think a lot of people were looking forward to the Chiefs and the Rams going at it because it was the two young quarterbacks and uh, the two hot shot young quarterbacks that had the big numbers and that didn't come to be. And the Saints game with the big pe- penalty that was not called the penalty. And uh, and just the overall lack of enthusiasm was very, you know, I can't explain. It was just down, very down. It was a very boring game. And it hasn't been that boring for quite a long time. There was uh, There was a stretch when it was boring. And I was out of the Super Bowl thing. You know, I was just living life. And uh, But I didn't miss anything because you see the score when it's like 55 to 10 or 50-something to nothing. You know that the game's, you know the game's over at halftime, you know. So you, you didn't really miss anything. They added a wild card and changed the system and maneuvered and made the game, you know, I would say for the last uh, – I don't know, between 15, 20 years, we've gotten a decently entertaining Super Bowl. It hasn't been a, a total blowout. It hasn't been a total dud. You know, it was either exciting or a team you really hated, you could root against them, or it was just a just a good just a good game. You, you appreciated the game. But, yeah, it was uh, this one was very, very – a very boring Sunday. After having everybody over and getting out the nachos and the – Chicken tenders and the chicken wings and pretzels and cheese doodles and everything else was. We sat there. And we were like stunned. Like you know, like when you uh, you ever watch Shark Week and they pick up the shark by its nose and it goes into like this 
semi state of unconsciousness. That's how yeah, we were. Yeah, we, were just, yeah. we were just like a whole bunch of people just stand, like we we're waiting for something to happen. Nothing, like literally nothing happened. Well, I you know, feel and like everybody it's always that, like uh, that though, because as you did correctly say, we used to have like Super Bowl night because it used to be on our rag week which is a raise and give week it's a charity week but really it's uh, a week of debauchery but it used to be on that week and man it's boring so boring there's nothing happening and it's probably like the worst of football because it's like oh, all right we got to cram in fifty thousand ads every there's a break and then no, there's ads that's, coming in <laughs> that's the funny part rich the 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 average person the girlfriends the moms the the well, some females are more into it now than they were because they really cater to women. Like they have like the jerseys for women. They have like e like everything. The NFL wants to get into every person. When space aliens come down to Earth, Rich, the first movie that'll be with real space aliens will be an NFL crossover hybrid movie because they literally want to market to everybody instead of it being just football fans. But the commercials, that they sucked. Usually you you have your classic Budweiser, you know, uh, with the Clydesdales. I don't know if you're familiar with the Clydesdales. No, no, no. The horses. They have they always have a, a a really cute or heartwarming, you know, real Americana. And this was not nobody wanted to promote on this Super Bowl because I I saw a lot of ads for for the network. For shows that were on that network, and that's usually never done in a Super Bowl spot. Usually, that spot's prime. That's that's like a one point five million dollars for that thirty seconds because, you know, a lot of people are watching it. But um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to drag too long. It's a the post mortem on this was was this was not a good Super Bowl. But one thing I want to ask you, Rich, is since we're a different generation of different times. Uh, what do you think of this uh, new release or leak of what the next iPhone is going to be? Uh, supposedly, this guy that leaks these has been spot on, accurate, for the last, I don't know, five iterations of the iPhone, which isn't all that hard because really what changes, uh, you know, they gain, it, they make it a little bigger, they make it a little lighter, they add a few pixels, you know, that's, nothing really changes. How do you feel about the um, the proposed 3D camera little box that's going to be on the back of your iPhone? Well, you're if that asking... comes, to, if if it comes to be, we're just going on some guy's leak. Well, you're basically asking the guy who got an iPhone 4 in 2010, upgraded to an iPhone 6 in 2014, and still as an iPhone 6 <laughs> so yeah I'm kind of don't, behind hey, um, don't go by me I if you go by me I was a what do you call it I used the Blackberry which it didn't bother me I was like it's a to me it was always a bring bring hello it's a phone yeah. I never need I never needed all the gadgets so then I had a Samsung but it didn't work as a phone the phone part of it sucked nobody could hear me so that's when I got the iPhone I have an iPhone 7 but yeah if I would if I go by my family and my friends they all would have had, yeah, like you, they would have still stuck with the iPhone 4. So, well, yeah. yeah. But I'll tell you <laughs> what my feelings on the iPhone. Since basically the iPhone 4, which I thought was perfect, sleek design and was just gorgeous phone. Once they, you know, when they put the camera that it like just out a little bit, that's yep. just prime for scratching. And looking yeah. at this new 3D camera, it looks like something out of 
like eight or something you know down the throat of like pennywise to like three circles yeah <laughs> um, it's just gonna get scratched all over they need to somehow make the phone thicker to just that it fits in the whole case no, and but I mean that the... little stupid okay, thing sorry. of the you know like the black strip up the top now that cuts in yes. on the screen like just yes. design wise it's just going completely backwards I think since um like it's I'm not the first person to say this obviously but since Steve Jobs is out of the picture they're just rudderless now and they're like between no, I I think that's a I think that's a canard because well they had the 4 then they had the 4S which was supposedly for for Steve and then everybody thought oh well he died and you know now Apple is going to go under and Apple didn't and in fact their their stock prices are just as strong as they've they've ever been and plus Samsung then went into the down the the tubes because their phones were blowing up in people's pocketbooks. Yeah, yeah. So you couldn't you you couldn't have a better scenario for Apple. I don't think I don't think it has anything to do with Steve Jobs. I just think, I, and I've asked, you know, young the younger people in my family, and they, even they said they go, "There's nothing left for them to give you." I mean, they gave you crack, they gave you digital crack, right? Mm-hmm. And you, that's it. You can't get the you know. It's like chasing the dragon. It's like you did heroin. And you did crack, and there's there's not much more you could put on there. What more could they put on there? But they in fact, one guy they haven't improved the phone at all, though, in terms of well, I, I feel it's not like speed wise, well, phone quote unquote. But as the product goes, I feel like I haven't got any extra, you know, loading power, processing power. I haven't noticed a, a good increase in photos, but like I'm not blowing them up on a computer doing Photoshop. I'm just an average consumer. But I'm saying in nearly ten years now since. I've had iPhones. I feel where it's gone in since the iPhone 4, it hasn't improved much. But everything before the iPhone 4, each iteration was good. It was better than the last. Yeah, but but the the outcry, the outrage. I mean, I told you this a long time ago. I think we did a podcast that told you about how the people, they literally walked out when the iPad was invented. They turned it on hoping that it was going to be something brand new and it wasn't it was the same old thing and it looked like skid row it looked like a bunch of heroin addicts laying in a boys on now it's crazy yeah i know but i'm just saying the the to me the outrage is the price point is i just don't think anybody's going to pay a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars or thirteen hundred dollars for a phone i don't care what it does but not every year well that's what i'm saying why are they coming out with these like it's not a car i don't even know why cars come out with a with each year a model you know, uh, that's what to me is like the phone is useful. I know a lot of people that still that, that would never give up their their four for a, a, a new phone. It's like until it totally breaks down, they're like, it's just a phone. Well, especially actually, for that, gen- now a, that a generation. Now on had. the topic, because I'm currently reading Brave New World. And yep. that's basically like utopian society where it's all ultra capitalist and we got to keep just consuming for so- the good of society kind of thing. But it's based like one of the mantras is kind of like, don't mend, spend. You know, it's like yeah. no one wants to fix anything. It's just like, oh, just chuck it and buy a new one. That's the way it should be. But I like I've had this for four years now, this iPhone 6. Uh, the battery is probably lost about 30 percent capacity. But I can always just go yeah, down yeah. to the shop and get it replaced for, you know, 80 bucks to get a brand new battery. So it's usually the battery is the issue with people because that's what happened with my iPhone 4. The battery just like blew up or whatever didn't actually blow up but it just died and i don't know if i got an iphone 10 i'm just like oh 1200 dollars for the same thing 
because it's yeah. all going to be the same apps. It's all going to be the same photos. The only but extra thing to Siri, way. which is so bad, has never improved. Yeah. And all right. this like, oh, 3D face recognition to open up your phone. I'm like, yeah, but I nobody... can just use my thumb. My thumb yeah, is but... as quick. Yeah, and you don't need any of that stuff. That's not revolutionary. That's stupid. It's just bells and whistles, like. Stupid. It's just right. Yeah, it's just it's like yeah, it's it's uh it's a meatball on the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I don't know uh, for my generation because I did not grow up with a phone in my pocket. To me, again, I would have I've never would have bought bought a phone. Like I see these people online buying a phone every year. Why? What's the difference? Why? Because they move a few things around or they add pixels. And how many pictures are you taking? And it's and and trust me, as as good as those pictures are, it's still not as good as a good camera. So I mean, it might be good for Instagram and Twitter or whatever else you want to do and stuff like that. I mean, I know people that I, I still don't get the the people that take pictures of their food and post it on Facebook. I don't I don't get it. Yes, I know you eat food. You need sustenance to live. I I figured that out. There's eight billion people on the face of the earth, so I don't know what you're doing. You you giving them a hint, like <laughs> eat food and you will survive. Like no kidding. But this food so is I tastier I, than your food, though. Oh, maybe I doubt it, but it's, it's so I, I don't know why people do that. It's like what, it's it's something. It, it's almost like when Twitter first started, and and people would be like, yeah, I'm going going to the bathroom, and I'm like, why are you treating this? Yeah. Ate breakfast. Ate breakfast. Yeah, good. So did so did a uh, so did half the globe. That was the same on you know? Facebook, though, because they used to ask, what's on your mind? Yes, so just people I know. Being like, oh, yeah, I'm just going down to the shop, this and the next. But on the point of that rampant consumerism, and this is just a, a, a little point. We, I was just walking down the street, and I was looking at people who had the earbuds, you know, those white oh, Apple things yes. that look like really oh, bad earrings. Bad. Yes. And they're like, you know, 300 bucks, 250 whatever, wherever you're living. They're expensive. For Bluetooth headphones, yeah. and they're not great because yeah. one bash from a stranger, they're on the floor getting stamped yeah. on by the crowd. Every yeah. single person who had them is Asian guys, not girls, not any other race. Well, to be fair, caveat this with saying I live in Koreatown, which is two minute walk from Chinatown, so wow. I'm in the absolute minority. <laughs> so yeah, uh, yeah. Well, that's you define you defined it, so it doesn't sound as bad as what you're trying to say. Yeah, but like it's just all guys though like kind of young guys in their 20s just have the ear earpods i'm like see, you but see, these? you're you look like I a just, fool you spent 250 yeah. dollars on a bluetooth headphone i bought on mine i bought mine yeah. for 20 bucks they're really good and they actually have just you know a string around the back and they loop around your ear so it's really hard they're sports ones um really lightweight listen listen it's it, it's the same thing we we gripe about this every week there's always going to be people that are suckers for the marketing. I don't know why, because I don't know how much how useful is wireless headphones. Because as soon as you knock it over, what if it falls down the sewer drain? Or what if you? T I mean, this happened to me once with a cell phone. I dropped it in the toilet, but it wasn't so bad because it was just, just a urinal. Yeah. So you could pull it out, you dry it off. It's not a big deal. Mm. But if you drop that little piece. It's gone. I mean, it's gone. Or it's and, and and what's the advantage? I don't get the advantage. And I look at me. I have them because they're so. I know. I know. The contrast of so... the white in the ear, it just looks so stupid. I, every time I, I see someone, because I was in the elevator yesterday, there was yep. four people in the elevator, 
and like me included and two guys had the earphones i'm just like guys there's more than apple earpods because when they first yeah. came out i was like nobody is gonna buy these these are so expensive yeah and then of course every second person now who has headphones out and about is a little earpod i'm like guys do you have your fitbit and your apple watch as well <laughs> yeah, like, no, oh, i was my, gonna say oh i don't get it i i can't figure out why people have an iphone i can understand why you have an ipad like you might want to read off an ipad because it's bigger yeah or, or game off an iPad, and they have that really, really big iPad. I don't know what that's called, but I've seen yeah, that. It's the iPad Pro. It's kind of for artists yeah. and professionals, but yeah. But I see people game on it too because you know they. It's just so much bigger and surface and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've I used to play a game with my friends. Not really play. He asked me to help him, and I did it on an iPod Touch, and I was like, holy cow! No wonder why I'm going blind. But, uh, you know, for gaming, I can understand. Makes sense. But if you have an iPhone and you have the Apple Watch, what do you get? What advantage do you have oh, with your nothing. Apple Watch? But if people check, just... check their watch to see a text came through, which takes, you know, oh, three seconds God. and then pull out their phone. I'm like, hey, listen, I, I see 11 year olds with better common sense than some of these adults, supposed adults. But, uh, you know, there's uh, I've seen a whole bunch of kids and maybe it's the parents that don't want the kids to go deaf. And I even tell them, you don't want those. You're gonna, you don't make it so loud. You're gonna, you're gonna lose your hearing. Mm. But they're all walking around with Sennheiser headphones, the the noise canceling ones. Yeah. I see. I see a lot of kids. They're not. They're not. They're twelve and they're not fooled by this. Yeah. Maybe they don't have the money to to, to waste. But usually, you know, that kind of marketing was for like twelve year olds. Like, look at me. Like, I don't know if you remember the ad for the that commercial where the guy's dancing, with with the iPod, the 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 I mean the earbuds. And he's like dancing on the side of the building, you know, because did you remember that commercial? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So he's dancing and it's like, I don't know how they made him like go sideways. With the, I don't know if there was camera or whatever, how they do the tricks. And so I'm watching this and I'm going, wow, this is just a whole lot of advertising. Who would fall for this? Usually young people, like, you know, 10, 12 year olds. But I think they're the savvy ones. And the 20 to 20 something range is like, well, I got the money. I'm going to have this. And I'm like, why? No, I think for what? I think younger kids now, just from interacting with them, because they're I think they're more clued in than people from the eighteen to like twenty two range now. There seems to be just this gap in like it's like I think it's called the iGen generation. Yeah. Because uh, I think we were just getting smartphones when we were going into college, but everyone behind us, like two or three years, grew up all through school with smartphones and social media and. Oh wow, that's like an act, like a, a global crisis waiting to happen. People like not being able to deal with like rejection, not being able to deal with anything, and this outrage culture that I think we kind of need to bring it up because it is, is a man from my own island. But Liam Neeson, all the outrage oh, yes. about <laughs> his nothing. Uh, so I'll, I'll just yeah. I'll just make my comments on it. Um, yep. For those who aren't familiar. Um, Liam Neeson was doing a press junket for his new movie and uh, I don't know how it came up but it was basically uh, one of his friends back in the 70s uh, got allegedly raped by a black man in like Northern Ireland or whatever and he was like really angry about it so he admitted on air that yeah I was going around I really wanted to just like beat up and kill a black bastard is what he said so he's getting lambasted now from i don't know i think it must be 
the fake Twitter outrage that always happens. Because there's people who are just like, oh my god, he's getting, again, guys, getting thrown under the bus. But it's complete thought police now because he was admitting that he had this anger that he didn't act on. But he's saying, yeah, I had these feelings. It was wrong to have them. But I'm telling you now, like, it needs to be addressed. And for the record, there there probably wasn't that many black people in Northern Ireland in the 70s, especially given that there was a civil war going on. So I'd say if he did find that black guy, there was a good chance that it was actually the culprit. Let's not not say, let's not go there. Let's, uh, innocent until proven guilty. Innocent until proven guilty, but I'm just saying. Okay. Yeah, it was basically like he was getting thrown under the bus for just admitting he had thoughts that anyone else would have. And it's just like virtue signaling that people turning around like, oh, my God, can you believe he said that? I'm like, no, if, yeah, but, if I had a, a, a daughter, uh, a friend or a sister who yeah. got raped, I would be raging. Rich, it doesn't matter who yeah. it is. I would want uh, to hurt someone. Rich, 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 this is what I'm trying to tell you. He... I don't know. I don't know if the studio was telling them to do this because I've seen this now, plenty of times. First, it's the homosexual slur, which I then I forget the actor, the guy, the kid that was in Superbad. I forget his name because he was fat, and then he was skinny, and then I don't know what he's doing. I, I, he's so unmemorable for me. He said the homosexual slur, and which he then went on TV on every talk show and said. Oh, it's not in my vernacular. Obviously, it is in your vernacular because you said it. Yeah. But he was, you know what? Know what the real problem is? Is this is the thing? Is they're both in on it. The people that are getting outraged. First of all, half of them are fake on Twitter. So that I don't. You could take that with a grain of salt. Number two, the you camera it was just guy. Just drum up press. Yes, the camera guy gets to get the him and the camera guy say, "Listen, all right, you you, I'm gonna call you this." You get semi-insulted. He, he, if he would have called him a piece of shit, right? Instead, he just—that's what he really meant when he said that. You know, he was just like, "Leave me alone! Like, go away! Stop! Like, you know, because we don't know what it's like to be everything that we do. Someone is taking a picture. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that. So maybe he's had a, like a tough day. I don't know why he came up with that word. We cannot say that word. It's like the big. Those are those big. Um, fucking catch words that are instant you know buzz yeah, words and this print. was a studio <gasps> yeah that's it that's it the instant inhale i can't believe it and then you go on this apology tour which gets you publicity yeah, yeah. he was all over the news and it's and it's exactly what what is this what has his career been for the last 15 years is to be this like super action hero guy and the guy he's like 50 something years old he's no, like 58 70 man no, he's not 70. He's got to be what? Look it up. He's got to be what? 59? Liam Neeson is 66 years old. 66 years old and he plays a badass. And I mean, the last 20 movies he's done, ever since his wife uh, passed away, which was, that was a, that would be heartbreaking. Because she just, she they were skiing. I think she just, she bumped her head and she had an aneurysm and that's just, just vicissitudes of life but um, yeah so somebody told him guess what you're not young you're not you're not pretty you're not young you're not uh, even the guys that are, are young guess what the rock is not that young anymore either 
No, he's not. So who's that? Who's that next generation of of like twenty five year old stuff? Yeah, but he's just doing. He's but he hasn't done anything besides superhero movies. I know, set for life. And, yeah, but so he hasn't really done an action movie, action movie yet. So somebody told somebody at the studio said, "Guess what? Say, come up with something." It's so contrived. I don't know how anybody cannot see through this. Because the outrage, it's like how many times? It's like the boy that cries wolf. How many times are you gonna cry? A slur or a thought. He didn't. He didn't kill anybody, which I knew he was gonna word it that way. He didn't attack anyone either. He didn't attack anyone. He just said he was angry 40 years ago. So now we're going to chastise people for a thought they had 40 years ago? Exactly. So, But in the context of the conversation, it was like, it's important to bring these out. Like, to actually admit that people have these thoughts. Because all these people running and saying, oh my god, I would never think that. I'm like, you're a liar, first of all. And number two, that, like, the way he phrased it, Black Bastard, like, Sometimes you tell me, like, oh, wow, you can't really say that. But that's common to say from Ireland. Just because we speak English doesn't I mean know. it's I know. it's the context, know. you know? But and guess what? We live in – it's almost Minority Report. Did you ever see the movie Minority Report? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to soon – there's going to be the, – the thought police and the word police are already there. Yeah. We're already in ultra PC, so why even bother dealing with it? I don't need – I don't need the hassle. I don't need the headache. You don't need the headache. And to say that we've never said these words, is uh, that's a lie too. Of course, people have said it. And every race has, has said it. That, that's just because you're uh, whatever race you are doesn't mean that you're some pure, clean – like you've had impure thoughts. There's, there's black criminals. There's white criminals. There's all kinds of criminals. Listen, they all come in all shapes and sizes – and colors and ages. Yeah. You know, so to say that there's, you know, that one, you know, that all of this is bad. To me, it's just, I don't know. I don't even, I don't, the, the outrage is gone for me now because no, I already isn't. see that this is, Yeah. I don't think there's any outrage. There's no, there is no outrage. This is people desperate for marketing because you just can't market a movie anymore. There's so much entertainment. Uh, I watched, I, I don't want to tangent too long. Because I want to, I want to cover the other things that I got written down here. But I watched a documentary on advertising, and when I was a kid, which seems like a, a ages ago now, the average person was getting hit with a thousand ads per day. And he was talking about commercials, magazines, billboards, you know, walking past the store, ice cold beer, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. He and then in modern times, and he was a, a classic advertiser who's talking about the way today's advertising is like half of these commercials try to be funny and you don't even know what the product is. Like, yeah. what are they trying to do? So he said, then he said, and this was like probably like 2009 10, or 10 that the average person now gets hit with 5,000 ads. So now you got to cut through so much clutter and what's the easiest way? Pull, pull the race card, pull the, whatever the liberal, whatever slur, Pick yeah. your slur. Pick your uh, pick your whatever. You know it's funny because um, I don't want to go into race relations. Let's no. let's just, let's just stick to go. Let's uh, to me this is just purely marketing. He's gonna go on his apology tour. He'll be on every. It'll be on everybody's tongue now. But we're uh, talking about I, it. We got trapped. We got snared. Yeah, 
no, you you wanted to talk about. It. I really didn't. To be honest with you, to me, I now I, I now that I could see how this it it's a it's a, it's just a it's pro wrestling. This is a gimmick. Yeah. This is not anything. This what is the outrage? He didn't he 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 didn't even say a bad word. He didn't say the n word. If you noticed, it was finely crafted. He said black, and I don't know. Now you can't say black. I don't know. To me, whatever. It's just marketing, and it's just advertising for his movie. Which doesn't he have a new movie coming out? I bet you it does well. Yeah, I bet you it does well. I bet you they did this just for marketing, and I bet you they looked at him and said, "Liam, listen, we know you were ten years ago, you were great, but now you're closer to seventy. Yeah, you know, now you need you need some hype, you need some buzz. You can't just um, you can't just be like your man. Who's your man? Uh, The Irish. Who's your Irish actor guy that just? He, every time he wins an Oscar, he he says thank you and he walks off the stage. Oh my God, Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis, yeah, I always forget his name. This guy, great actor, get gets his Oscar and leaves. Never never does anything. You never you never see him in. He just does the acting. He doesn't do any of the L.A. partying. He doesn't do the Instagram. He does. I don't know. He just he's, he's just an hermit. actor. He's an actor as well. Yeah, he's an actor. I mean, I, that's I think I think he's the same way. I don't think Liam Neeson wants to be doing this, but somebody told him, "Listen, you know what? You got maybe five more years of." I don't. I don't know. I don't know why he brought this up. It's so old. It's like bringing up stuff forty years ago. Seriously, just yeah. whatever. I don't know. You always you catch me with these things, but I wanted to ask you about the quickly. We'll go back to tech, and then we'll do the Punisher, and then we'll we'll close up. Um, the PlayStation Classic, if people haven't figured it out by now with the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, what makes you think that this is going to be any was going to be any different? There was I wouldn't say outrage, but I think a lot of people that don't have a real actual talent that could sing or dance or do music or anything, uh, when they need to make a YouTube video, they create this just the same thing with the iPhone. I, I have no idea. I don't get crazy with the with the I'm not I'm not spending a thousand dollars with on a phone or thirteen hundred dollars on a phone. The same thing with this is like if, if you haven't figured out with these classic uh, consoles, why did you order it? Why did you buy it? What did you expect? Well, I think like with the Nintendo ones, they're much more of like a pick up and play fun little quick games. Uh, but the PlayStation yep. then, first of all, the roster of games was like slapped up together. But it wasn't even original hardware. I think it's an emulator. And if you're a real purist, yeah, um, I know. people were just saying like, wow, there's like input lag. The games aren't good. Why didn't you have Crash Bandicoot? You know, different things like this. And mm-hmm. it was just they wanted to get it to market. They really rushed it quick. Didn't do anything with it. And it's just like, wow, you have like five fighting games out of like 20 games and the whole package and it's on an emulator. Why would I pay like what is it, two hundred and fifty, three hundred bucks or something? Uh, is it? Yeah, complete like nostalgia oh. trip. But there's no nostalgia because the games aren't the ones that you wanted on a PlayStation Classic. Because right. um, everyone just remembers well, that... like, what's PlayStation for you? It's like Crash Bandicoot, probably Spyro, GTA, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Well, it has it has it has GTA. It has Twisted Metal. It has uh, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, but I mean, who is time to play 80 hours of Final Fantasy VII? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody, I you know. Play, you played that in like your bedroom <laughs> when you're eight years old during summer, you know. Right. We're at the level, like, if it isn't 
anything above Mario Kart, I have no interest. Exactly. If it's you not know, kind of I like five minutes just to pick up and play, like I keep telling you, I'm right. playing like Smash Brothers in the evening. Yeah. You can just play <laughs> classic modes. You do like eight fights in a row and then it's done. And it's like, okay, yeah, we've played right. Smash for the night and that's it. Guess and what? Really You're, good. Oh, sorry. You're growing up. It's And, and that's the, the other thing. Uh, I forgot to say the, uh, the, the big brouhaha with Bill Maher when, um, and a lot of people did this. A lot of hosts said, who cares? Stan Lee. Okay, you had a great life. You were 95. He's, he lived a full life, you know? Mm. But uh, the, Bill Maher went on a, um, not a rant, but he just said, uh, you know, grow up, read books without pictures, and, you know, stop living in this fantasy world where you're perpetually, you know, like a little kid. And you're starting to grow out of it because you can't sit there and spend eight hours a day gaming. No, you don't want, that's you, it. Because you don't want to. I'm obviously down in a different country. I didn't come here to play games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I just want to yeah, go out exactly. and do stuff. But even 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 if you didn't, you're reaching that age where it's like, the it's the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. The games are, are are not aimed at you anymore. So you you're just a little outside the circle, and then you get further and further outside the circle, where the games are for like, fifteen year olds, and you're gonna be let's say in a decade you'll be like close close to 40 and you'll you're gonna be like i have no interest in this at all i used to love this how do i not have any interest in this anymore yeah it's because you're growing up exactly <laughs> so they wrote they wrote bill martis open letter saying um comparing it to um herman melville and you know all these great writers and, they, and he was like no it's not I, I gotta get you the clip and you'll edit it in Bill, I, I got to bring this up, and you got in a little controversy over this. When Stan Lee died, you, well, you weren't criticizing him. You were criticizing the Marvel, the comic book concept, right? Of course. Why did people get mad at you? First of all, I just found out about this. I'm you so just found I'm, out that people got mad? Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that I don't follow social media like that. Every stupid thing they had that people to tell me today about it, lose so their I... shit about. Yes, but talk about making my point for me. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I don't know very much about Stan Lee, and it certainly wasn't a swipe at Stan Lee. It was. You a... liked him. He's a nice guy. He really yeah, of course, fine. I, I'm agnostic on Stan Lee. I, <laughs> I, I don't read comic books. I didn't even read them when I was a child. Uh, what I was saying is a culture that thinks that comic books and comic book movies are profound meditations on the human condition <laughs> is a dumb f***ing culture. And for people to like get mad at that just proves my point. And, uh, and, and it's true. It's like as much as Stan Lee wrote the comics, you know, he did not bring you, especially for this generation, he did not bring you the movies. He yeah. did not make the movies. It was based on his comics. He wrote the comics. Give him the credit for the comics. I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm not saying that what he did, you know, like people, kids of a certain generation, but certainly the kids today are not reading comics no, the way, not, at all. not anywhere near. I mean, if, if that was the case, comic stores would be doing a booming business. It's the movies that people are watching. And then a small percentage will know the comics. Maybe in this, even when I was a kid, did I read a few comics? Yeah, but it was... There was nothing else. We didn't have internet. We didn't have. If we had all of these other things, we wouldn't have read these comics. So I mean, it was special 
during the war effort. That's why those um, Superman those comics, and all that. Really they were, up. yep. They no, they didn't just they didn't blow up. The the parents took them from the kids' bed underneath their bed, and it went to the war effort. That's why they were valuable. Mm. And when Spawn came out, I remember people lining up to buy Spawn. And thinking like, oh wow, we're gonna these are gonna all be worth like millions and millions of dollars. And it's like, no, it's it's the scarcity of those that first issue of Spider-Man or the first issue of whatever, because all of that paper went to the to the war effort. No, if you held on to those comics, you were lucky. You were probably uh, uh, whatever you would call middle class for that time. But yeah, I mean, um, he's got a point that some. T- I mean, there's nothing wrong with reading a. Co- there's nothing wrong with anything. With what with what you do, like if you if you're not you know uh, committing a crime, if you're an adult and you want to read comics, I'm it, you know like it's I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but he's got a little bit of a point. Like, could you you know if you're 45, could you not read you know Hunger Games? Read something more substantial in between your beach reads. There's not and there's nothing wrong with beach reads. People. It shouldn't be a chore. Reading shouldn't be a chore. You should like it, but you should also read something of substance in between. Not just that's. I think that's what his point was. Like, you can't be living in the comic world forever. You can't it eat cereal that... for every meal of the day. Yeah, yeah, isn't that what the point was? Ready Player One was like, okay, you can live in this virtual world, but it's not. It's not real. Yeah, like it's not real. Like it, there is no Superman. There is no Spider Man. I mean, it's nice to to dream and there's nothing wrong with that i'm not i'm not knocking it but he's his point was is uh, i agree with a little bit saying that and i don't know why people went i don't know why uh, maybe he's turning it into something for himself to get some publicity but he was just saying like read some books too like book books yeah you know like moby dick and maybe to kill a mockingbird like some classics not all the classics because some of them i agree are just Turgid. It's horror. They're written for read. an audience like hundred years ago. Yeah, or, or longer, or, or more than that. But um, yeah, so I I kind of agree with him. Uh, but I also see that the uh, he, he had a, a good spirit in the comic books. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like um, equality and stuff like that. And yeah, yeah. Course, he wanted like he wanted to make a it, yeah. It was a good it was good messaging. It was a good message, and it wasn't um. It wasn't Spawn. Spawn was like really for the times where it was um, he got he was actually the opposite. He said, you know, I'm tired of this um, little kitty positive message. I'm going to make comics for for gr- adults that grow out of that hmm. uh, thing. Because, you know, like kids like Spider-Man, Superman, uh, Captain America, I guess that's good for little kids. I knew from the late 60s, the Hulk was a counterculture comic People from counterculture that they were, you know, anti-Vietnam War kind of. That's what where the Hulk really? got its pop. Yeah, he was counterculture. So yeah, so there's a lot of things where the it certain characters are for the represent uh, different thoughts of the times and stuff like that. I don't want to go big into the comics because we still got to cover yeah. another comic. We got to cover the Punisher, and I'll say it like this. I watched him in Daredevil, and it was when Daredevil was super hot. And believe it or not, the third season of Daredevil was excellent. It was might have been people say it was the best, but whatever, it's arguable to me. I think all of them were good. They were solid. 
all the way around. Now, the they introduced the character. Now, I don't don't know why they didn't just keep this one universe. They wound up doing. We talked about this. Put these characters together when they should have just kept putting characters into the Daredevil universe because it was already established. It already worked, and it already launched Punisher. Yeah. So he's got this good run on Daredevil. He's got this good run on in the first season because he's hot off of Daredevil. But then you watch the first season and you go, does it need to be 13 episodes? And the same thing with the second season. I like the score. I like the score a lot. The music was very, very good. Um, it was multiple writers, multiple directors, but still it was cohesive enough. The, the question is, does it always need to be 13 episodes? Why? Why? That's the question is why 13? Why is it 13? Because this story could easily have been a great eight episodes. Oh, definitely. And you could and skip the filler because and it, the filler wasn't that bad because towards the end you got um, Karen Page. She came in and then gives you it through the dialogue you get the whole a little bit of daredevil and you know and it's really him accepting that he's got no family there really there's no story left no that was the issue kind of i had that, with it not yeah. not to rent like 100% not renting but the We're actual not. story was just like no like this is just it was done he got redemption um for those who didn't see season 1 especially Billy was his best friend who like betrayed him, whatever that kind of narrative. And yeah. it was a case of like the second season, they should have just got rid of him in the first season and not left it open ended like they did because it suffered for it. Because the first episode, the first two episodes, it was like, Oh, why are you doing it? Why is this something that you do? And it was just like, Oh, because it's, I'm the Punisher, I love it. And I was like, oh, Guys, this is like a really bad sort of reason to get him back in the game that he just happened upon this girl and then some of the later filler was like you know 20 minutes of her like playing cards in the trailer and i was like oh god like guys 13 episodes it does uh, whatever about contracts but like if you want to tell a story do it properly and yeah like it was it basically kind of lost its luster because you were really all about the punisher at the start it's like yeah he's going to avenge his family he's going to you know right and then right. just Which the was, second season was like, but you've done that, so what are you doing now? Right. That but it, in it. the in the dialogue, well, you got to accept that the, these are the things you got. You have to accept. It's a comic book, so you're gonna get comic book action, and that's yeah. pretty much the main reason why you're watching. And it's well done. I gotta say, it's well done, except for this season, especially if you lift weights. And I used to lift weights. I mean, there was a fight where he was whacking people with the the, the kettlebells and yes, a twenty yes, pound. Yeah. Okay, you saw that. <laughs> I'm sure you've done this in the gym, Rich. I've done it. Put the forty five pound plate on the bar. You finish. You maybe you want to do less weight or whatever the reason is. You pull off the forty five. You're not paying attention, and guess what? It drops. I broke my foot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I never dropped so, the listen, plate though. I'm much I better in the, the gym. I dropped the plate. I, yeah, I was, someone was talking to me and I thought I had more, you know, I was just, I was going to do it with my fingers. It wasn't one of the plates that has the holes in it where you could get a hand grip in it. Yeah. Yeah. It was the old metal that 45 York plates. plates. Was it? The York plates. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That, 
I broke my toe, broke my part of my foot, and I was like, oh, snap. And this guy's whacking people in the face with kettlebells, and they're getting up. Yeah. Well, so then I said to myself, well, you know, it is a comic book. It's going to give you comic book kind of fighting. So it does that well. The, the If you just didn't watch – if you didn't just come off Daredevil, which is just as well uh, choreographed – that's the problem was we just did Daredevil and now we watch this. So it's like 26 episodes. Even well done. It becomes like pornography or blood or anything else. It It's it's too much. I don't, care, I don't care how well done the fighting is or how well the shooting is, which is a little bit. It's like a team. I mean, how much how much uh, how much ammo could be shot when nobody gets hit? I know. Uh, nobody. Uh, there was nobody one episode dies. where that chase. And it was just guns and machine guns, and no one's getting hit. I'm like, oh, yeah. guys, come and, on. And, and, the, and the machine, the high-powered machine guns they have. I was like, wow, you just, you just have to, uh, what they call it, spray and pray, you know? <laughs> you yeah. just pull the trigger, and you just, you're going to hit something. But whatever, that, that, that didn't bother me. Um, I purposely did not binge it. I gave it some time in between. I watched one episode when I felt like watching one. Mm. And uh, I watched two or three when I felt like watching two and three. So I will. I felt much more uh, optimistic because it really wasn't bad. It wasn't that it was not written well, but the episode unnecessary episodes that where it could be building to something and then I have a payoff where this was like. Um, well, but if you saw the ending... I just felt like character motivations themselves made no sense. Like, Billy's thing was so comic booky, it was almost ham with, like, the mask. Yeah, but that's but that's comic book. I know that's it's comic what book, it, but then... But like, that's what it is. The psychiatrist was like, what are your motivations? I don't know why you're looking after Billy. And as well, just Frank Castle, the Punisher's motivations, he's like, oh, I'm just doing it because I help, and probably reminds him, obviously, the trope of, like, you remind me of my daughter kind of thing. And, yeah, basically everyone else in between, I was like, why are you doing this, though? Even your one Medina, I was just like, what are you doing? Like, what, you know, it was, it actually became more comic booky as it went on. I, I would, I would say, yeah, for, but for some reason, for me, even though it was, you would say, more comic booky, and it's a lot of the wasn't as excessively violent as it was the last season where no, it literally like it was that fight from the last season i was like wow holy cow but the fight with in the gym i was like listen i know what a 45 pound plate feels like and trust me you're not getting up <laughs> well what i so always whatever. wanted to do he took the two and a half and like was punching him with yeah, the little yeah. uh, oh, ring he, wait, i always wait, do that no. in the gym i'm always messing i put my fingers through and I'm like jabbing, but oh man, his uh, face. And, but and what did he look like when he was done? Didn't he remind you of somebody? Who did he remind me of? He looked like the to the Toxic Avenger. He did. Oh my god, I was wondering. Yes. Yeah. The toxic yeah. Avenger. That's what I was like saying. Yeah. I was like, wow, he just mongoloided this guy's head to. No, he to actually looked like your man from the Goonies. <laughs> yeah, that too, the Goonies yeah. guy. Well, no, that's because the guy had the Goonies mask. Yeah. When yeah. they robbed the when they robbed the place, which was. Okay, whatever. Like, I I liked it, but um, that's because I paced myself, and then I put myself, my put my brain in the proper space. So I was like, okay, this is comic booky. This is probably the, it is the end. I don't think they're coming back. And at the end, if you saw it, you see him accept the fact that okay, I have no family. 
I am accepting that I am the Punisher. I am going full in on that's what I'm going to be. Is like there is no happy. He even says there is no happy ending for me. Yeah. There is no uh, in between for me. There is no, uh, you know, I'll go away and I'll, I'll live somewhere. No, there is no place for the Punisher. He has to be the Punisher. He accepts being the Punisher. And you know what? They should make a movie with him as the Punisher. They he should. could. They should. And he, they will make money. But as for a TV show um, or streaming show or whatever you want to call it, I, I can understand what your point about your point because uh, someone else brought this up to me because if you binge it, it feels like a 13-hour movie. You, you can't have that much action for 13 episodes. You get bored. Of, I mean, you almost got bored of it in this and this, you know, and this. I had to take a yeah. major break after. You got to take episodes. a major break. Like, Excuse me, there's five more episodes. I was like, yeah. I, I need to just sit on this for a while because the middle really did sag. I thought it did, but it did. It did. If you got see to me, I liked. I did not. I did not like the opening in the bar because I was like, oh my god, you could like, you don't. You could fast forward that whole episode and know what was going to happen. Yeah. Like I said, you could. You could see. You could. Be, you could just go. Okay, he he wants to, a normal life for five minutes. Then you know the fight was going to come. Then you know that this which he never got back to the woman. I don't know if they're, they're going to leave that open. Mm. But you could you could see how that, that was going to go. So that wasn't a really good opening. That To me, didn't really suck me in. That. It wasn't excited. But then, the, you know, it, I got into the action. I liked the action. I think that's what a lot of people watch it for is the action. Um, the dialogue wasn't I – mean, everything was good. The music was good. I liked when he was sitting there talking to the psychiatrist. I think that some of that was good. But, again, not over – if it was eight to ten episodes, you don't mind the one fluff, or uh, or the down. It really was. I would. I don't want to even say it's fluff. It's not fluff. It's just a lot of dialogue get going back and forth in like um, and two people sitting with each other, mm. kind of scenario. It it started to break off into these relationships, like uh, Billy and the psychiatrist, and then you know, you know. Course. I don't know. People say people want to say that the FBI agent or the Homeland Security agent, what's the name? Medina. Not Madon. Mad- Mad- no, Madani, isn't Madani, it? Madani, Madini, whatever. Madini, whatever. That that they say that she wasn't written well, and I was like, I don't know. I, to me, that's not. You're not watching for that. You're watching the Punisher sure, for yeah. the pun- the Punisher. You're not watching for some character that it really should have ended because they even said he goes, I should have shot him. You know, it really should have because he. I don't know how he survived. They even say they even mention it throughout the, the season, like oh you know we didn't think he would live, we didn't think he'd survive. And he really shouldn't have. And his aesthetics and his face was still beautiful. <laughs> like it was the worst. Yeah, I know. Scary. I know. But yeah. Um, will we wrap? Or yeah, we'll wrap, wrap right now. Okay, I, we'll I just want to say that uh, if I would say the Punisher was good, uh, a lot of things were good. The action was good. The now if you the downtime is good. The only negative is the I can say why why why. It does not need to be thirteen episodes. I I, I can't. I don't understand. I don't know how the how they make money. I don't know the economics of the thirteen. But why not make it? Why is this number? So, why are they so stuck on the thirteen? Because it's hard to binge. Uh, we discussed this a long time ago when we talked about the dark. Like I don't know. It, it's so many hours. Would I rewatch this two or three times? That's that's a lot of time to invest in people. They like to do a lot of different things. So, yeah, the the action is strong. The everything you're gonna uh, there's a lot to like. Excuse I'm, me, I'm, Robert. Are you eating your lunch, sir? 
I hear you now, eating I gotta, away. I know. I know. No, you hear me. I have a little piece of um, to keep my mouth dry. Uh, to keep my mouth from being dry, I have a piece of candy in my mouth. Well, we don't have I know, to I keep you much with, longer. I want to say, it. I'm going to say right now, on the sawdust meter, it is not all sawdust. And it's not fluff either. It's just uh, in between. I think what happens is, is the action is so good. The action is so action-packed. I mean, the fight scenes are so choreographed very well. And that when you get to a down period, you feel like it's really down. Mm. That's I think that's what it is. When the up is up, it's really up. And when the down is down, it seems like it's really down. But it's really character building and information building through the dialogue. But I do agree. It does. You could cut this again to down to eight episodes, or nine episodes, or maybe even stretch it to ten episodes. But this is not like um, how we discussed with uh, what do you call it, um, Stranger Things, where you need to I don't know, you need it to be so many episodes so you could get the characters. I I don't I don't believe that. I I don't yeah. think you need. Well, especially for a season I, two. But anyway, right. what's what's your final sawdust percentage? And we'll wrap up here. Yeah, I will say I will, I don't even I don't want to say it's even sawdust. I'd say I'd say I give this a, I give this a nine. I don't nine? I, I know okay. a nine because I'll tell you why because if you're watching if you want action you're gonna get action. The only I, I, let me put it this way the only negative that I have, even though it was handed off to many writers and many directors, is just the number of episodes where there's one episode. I don't maybe two episodes. I forget what it is now. That um, it's a lot of dialogue heavy, and, I, and especially when you're into the action, and the whole thing, you have to accept that this is what it's building to. And he does at the end. He realizes that he is becoming the Punisher, and that's how exactly how it ends. He's got the full jacket, the full skull on his chest, and he is the Punisher. So if you're gonna watch it, know that that's what it is. And I would say don't binge it. Watch, do what I did. Watch one or two episodes. Take a break, or if you binge three episodes, take a couple days break. Let it, let it, let it sit in your head. Because if you watch it straight through, in two days or or in one weekend, it's gonna, it's it's. But you're gonna, it's gonna be like what happened to Rich. You're gonna reach episode eight or nine, and you're gonna be, you're gonna be stump, you're gonna be stymied. Your brain is gonna be an overload. I, I just don't think. You can ab absorb all that's happening in thirteen in thirteen hours of, of entertainment, and at that short a period of time. I so mean, maybe watch one or two episodes a day every day, so that this way it doesn't you don't burn out on it. Yeah, and we've been nearly recording now for thirteen hours on and off air. So Robert, pleasure again, and this yep. has been the Bizarre Cast. I'm Richard Martin. That was Robert Christopher, and we will see you next time. Bye now. End of line.